0: "'Do the goats belong to the village below?' "'Yes, to be sure,' was the reply. "'Do you go up there with them every day?' Yes, surely.' "'Is that so?' "'And what is your name?' "'Monny is my name.' "'Will you sing me the song once more that you have just sung? "'We heard only one verse.' "'It is too long,' explained Monny. "'It would be too late for the goats. "'They must go home.' He straightened his weather-beaten cap, swung his rod in the air, and called to the goats, which had already begun to nibble all around. Home! Home! You will sing to me some other time, Monny, won't you? called Paula after him. Surely I will, and good night, he called back. Then trotted along with the goats, and in a short time the whole flock stood still below, a few steps from the bathhouse by the rear building. For here, Monny had to leave the goats belonging to the house— the beautiful white one, and the black one with the pretty little kid. Monny treated the last with great care, for it was a delicate little creature, and he loved it more than all the others. It was so attached to him that it ran after him continually all day long. He now led it very tenderly along and placed it in its shed. Then he said, There, Meggerly, now sleep well. Are you tired? It is really a long way up there, and you are still so little. Now lie right down. So. In the nice straw. After he had put Maggily to bed in this way, he hurried along with his flock, first up to the hill in front of the baths, and then down the road to the village. Here he took out his little horn and blew so vigorously into it that it resounded far down into the valley. From all the scattered houses the children now came running out. Each rushed upon his goat, which he knew a long way off. And from the houses near by, one woman and then another seized her little goat by the cord or the horn and in a short time the entire flock was separated and each creature came to its own place. Finally, Monny stood alone with the brown one, his own goat, and with her he now went to the little house on the side of the mountain where his grandmother was waiting for him in the doorway. "'Has all gone well, Monny?' she asked presently, and then led the brown goat to her shed and immediately began to milk her. The grandmother was still a robust woman and cared for everything herself in the house and in the shed, and everywhere kept order. Monny stood in the doorway of the shed and watched his grandmother. When the milking was ended, she went into the little house and said, Come, Monny, you must be hungry. She had everything already prepared. Monny had only to sit down at the table. She seated herself next him, and although nothing stood on the table but the bowl of cornmeal mush cooked with the brown goat's milk, Monny hugely enjoyed his supper. Then he told his grandmother what he had done through the day, and as soon as the meal was ended, he went to bed, for in the early dawn he would have to start forth again with the flock. In this way, Monny had already spent two summers. He had been goat boy so long and become so accustomed to this life and grown up together with his little charges that he could think of nothing else. Monny had lived with his grandmother ever since he could remember. His mother had died when he was still very little. His father soon after went with others to military service in Naples in order to earn something, as he said, for he thought he could get more pay there. His wife's mother was also poor, but she took her daughter's deserted baby boy, little Solomon, home at once and shared what she had with him. He brought a blessing to her cottage, and she had never suffered want. Good old Elizabeth was very popular with everyone in the whole village. And when, two years before, another goat boy had to be appointed, Monny was chosen with one accord, since everyone was glad for the hard-working Elizabeth that now Monny would be able to earn something. The pious grandmother had never let Monny start away a single morning without reminding him. Monny, never forget how near you are up there to the dear Lord, and that he sees and hears everything, and you can hide nothing from his eyes.' but never forget either that he is near to help you, so you have nothing to fear. And if you can call upon no human being up there, you have only to call to the dear Lord in your need, and he will hear you immediately and come to your aid. So from the very first, Monny went full of trust up to the lonely mountains and the highest crags, and never had the slightest fear of dread, for he always thought, the higher up, the nearer I am to the dear Lord. And so all the safer, whatever may happen. So, Monny had neither care nor trouble, and could enjoy everything he did from morning till night. It was no wonder that he whistled and sang and yodelled continually, for he had to give